0: (laughs) hello and welcome to the episode i hope we're coming to you from a good place i hope everyone's feeling grand and excited um in this episode we discuss grief and the loss of animals as well as our history with pets and all the good stuff that they do for us so if you're not really in the mood to hear about um some difficult um subjects of grief and trauma that kind of thing maybe skip this one and listen to our final bonus episode where we play some animal games and we expose how dumb we are so yeah please enjoy and stay safe wash your hands people and stop going out like idiots and not social distancing anyway we get into that episode i'm just gonna leave now bye
1: hi there thanks
0: for listening to that story time story time okay. welcome to the pod cast welcome welcome I've started to really hate it when I hear people say, welcome to the pod, and then I'm like, it just sounds cringy to me now, but like, we always use it,
1: you know what I mean? That's what you say, that's literally how you start every episode.
0: Exactly, I'm like, welcome to the pod, and now I'm just like, (laughs) So, what will we talk about today, Dad? We'll be talking about animals, but like, pets. Good. Is this the bonus or the main? This is the main. We don't even know at this point. If you guys know, we're still kind of like, we have no clue. This this
1: could get a bit deep, could get a bit emotional. It could get Um, really emotional. On my part, no one else's. No one else is emotionally. I'll be fine with me. Yeah, you'll actually survive this one. Um, (laughs) Shock. (laughs) (laughs) um, But yeah, so feel free to send in your pet slash animal stories to us. Yes. Um, Because I. Well, this is like my idea. This topic was my idea. I'm going to take full responsibility. I hope it won't. Um, <laughs> but I genuinely like. I think animals are so important, and they've been so integral to my upbringing, who I am now, how I am now. You know. So I, I, I think because we're the Waves and we talk about things that aren't
0: spoken about, I think this be something that I wish spoken about yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i think animals are especially in this um current like situation it's always good to like people with pets it's always great that people have pets in this time and they're really supporting people and really helping people in it they're always very emotionally like supportive so i think it's good to have a conversation they are, without even realizing it I mean you could like bend your problems to your dog and he'd just be that like Vibing, it, yes but have some now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Before we get into it, do you want to do positive and negative of the week? Mm. Yeah, I'd like to do positive and negative Right <gasps> Sorry everybody for the interruption there We've had some audio difficulty, you can probably hear the difference now Rachel's now currently not using a microphone Um, well, I'm just... using the iPad microphone, I'm not yeah. just going microphone looks I'm not signing so. this She's just she's just not talking. It's my podcast now. Hello and welcome to my podcast now. <laughs> But yeah, sorry for the, the audio quality may not be great for this episode, just considering we've had a bit of my phone my microphone, we've had a bit of a headphone malfunction. Um but it's all good. We'll try our best. We'll just just gonna have to scream into the iPad. Can you hear me? That's actually sounded pretty good. <laughs>
1: Oh, I knew it, my dulcet tones.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so let's get back to positive and negative the week. I've said my positive. So, do you have any? Do you have a negative or do you have a positive? Do you just want um, to negative, negative, positive, positive? For the
1: week since I started my job. But it's like more highlighted now is that at the moment, Um, you know, we're getting loads of lovely customers in, don't get me wrong. Who are like, I'm so grateful for everything you do, blah blah blah. But then you still have the occasional not nice person, yes. Um, (laughs) who you know, I my last two customers on Thursday night were literally swearing at me, and I just had to stand there and take it because I can't obviously swear back at them, but it's just like. Really, you know, I why were they like swearing? One of them I asked for ID Mm -hmm. for a drink and he didn't have it. And he said, You do this to me every time And I'm like You have to do it every time. (laughs) Yeah. If you know I'm gonna do it, bring it with you, sis. And the other one, the guy complained that he bought some milk and the next morning it was off and I said, Well the date on it was the date that you bought it.
0: I know, and then he had to go at me for it, but Whatever, it's fine. This is why I drink. Um, just a p p p. piece, wait, what public service announcement? PSA, um, be nice to key workers, it's not just NHS please. workers, please. Because we don't, you know, we don't do
1: this willingly, we don't put ourselves and our families at risk just to be called C bombs, you know, like, yeah. And i also don't get paid enough to deal with it. So exactly,
0: I'm and just it's, gonna walk. <laughs> it's don't. Um, we need
1: you, Rachel. tempted. So I'm so this week I was so tempted to walk. I was just like can't come. I've been there nearly a year, and I'm st- and every time somebody has grabbed me, I'm like, I'm gonna walk, and then I never do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> this is the last time you'll see me asking Friday. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, I think. Also, I've been seeing some really stupid. Like, I'm on the app TikTok. You know that I'm on the app TikTok. Yeah, because, and, no. because I'm literally twelve years old. And um, <laughs> there's been loads of videos of people being like clapping for the NHS and like doing supporting key workers and everything like that. And oh, I keep, in the comments, I keep seeing people saying, "Why are we supporting them? It's their job. They get paid to do it. No, they don't."
1: No they don't, they do not get paid Enough First of all just like us We don't get paid to be given abuse We get paid to do a job Also NHS workers Shop um, assistants um, Trying to think of other essential workers postman. Like care, postman We didn't sign up We didn't sign the dotted line Of the job description with it saying By the way there's a minor chance of death yeah. In this job That's not that's not what we signed up for. Exactly. You and know, I think I get people who are like, well, they look after people, you know, they're more prone to like getting X, Y, Z. Yes, but that's why PPE exists. Exactly. You know, they still need to be protected. They, d- you know, especially like, take for example, like cancer doctors. You can't catch cancer. They want to help people with cancer. They may now be moved on to um, COVID wards. Because of short staff, whatever.
0: Yeah, but they didn't initially sign up for that. Exactly, and there's nothing wrong. Like even if they're getting paid for it, like people are like, oh, that oh, what? Then they're, they're not frontline workers because they're not the military. And I don't know why people are making out such a big deal they get paid. But so do the military, and yeah. everyone is really like, re- like everyone bootlicks the military everyone loves the military if anyone says anything wrong about the military it's like oh no but it's fine for nhs workers and key workers because they're not like they are risking their lives i don't think people quite understand this is a life-threatening disease that you catch and even if you don't die from it it's awful it's horrible to have you could infect other people you could infect your family you don't want that and they are the people that are getting you your shit and get keeping you stocked up on your fucking Rice Krispies yeah. and keeping and it you from dying.
1: <laughs> and it does, it's such a newly developed pet peeve of mine when people are literally coming for non essential items. Some things I can see as essential items. So I also work at a post office, there's a post office attached to the shop. Um, and, you know, there's a big thing going on about how much we hate people that are returning clothes at the moment hmm. because it's not an essential journey out. It's not essential for the postman. It's putting more strain on the Royal Mail. Um, when they're already so short-staffed and really struggling. Um, So those things aren't essential. But then I see that, like, particularly around Easter time, grandparents are sending, like, Easter gifts to their grandchildren or to their nieces and nephews and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I could see that. But when it's a free return, especially as, like, New Look, Boohoo, ASOS, places like that, have extended their return dates because of what's going on.
0: Yeah. It's not essential. Or when people come in and buy like scratch cards like that's not essential i keep burping sorry lovely um but yeah I I completely get what you're saying and I think you this country like I think we were doing well and recently it's just been going down we hate to talk about corona because it's everywhere and we like really don't want to like stress people out but it is important and people do need to hear this um and people are literally congregate like did you see the VE Day celebrations we're yeah. filming we're filming this, we're recording this the day after V E Day and there was a crowd of people in Cosham. It's ridiculous. Like it's get, sort yourselves out, people.
1: Like how do you think we're ever gonna be allowed out of lockdown if exactly. you can't stay inside for more than however long? And a lot because it was the Day yesterday, everyone's saying, Oh you know, we've been in lockdown for like five, six weeks now, seven weeks. Um and people saying, Oh, I can't imagine because the war lasted six years. Imagine mm. if the lockdown lasts six years, and people can't even last six weeks.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I keep seeing people on their Snapchat stories, they're seeing their friends and they're like going out with their friends. Like even if they're just bumping into their friends like they and they're going they're literally one person, not gonna name names, but one person went to their friend's house and sat in their friend's house. And I was like, Okay, I am purposely not seeing the people that I love Simply because I don't want them to die And I don't want to die And I don't want to spread this virus I don't want anyone to get hit And yet you're out here going to see your friends And there are people suffering And you're having a good time Like stop
1: It's not one rule for
0: you And one rule for everybody else Don't fucking go out
1: On my way to work Some point this week On my way to work I did see someone that we used to go to school with Hanging out with one of her friends And I was like that is a joke. You uh, think you're immune? Like, are you joking?
0: Is it? It's rid- like, ridiculous. Okay. It's ridiculous. Stop it, people. And Stay
1: inside and watch Netflix like the rest of us.
0: Exactly. And there are people, there are people saying that Corona doesn't exist, and I will beg to differ because there are people dead. Like, sorry. Did you are see you sh-
1: that? That was like. Um. I work in a shop and one of my customers Today came up to me and asked if I thought Corona was fake news to cover up The fact that mental cigarettes are being
0: banned From the end of the month <laughs> <laughs> No! <laughs> it's um, not. Yeah I usually Don't trust the government but I do Trust the NHS and the doctors and yeah. I do trust the fucking facts and science, bro. Stop.
1: It's not fake news. I mean, don't
0: go all Donald Trump on us. It's not fake news. Oh, have you seen what's happening in America right now? No. They're all fucking out there protesting having to oh, be in lockdown. Yeah. yeah. Twats.
1: What an idiot. Anyway, moving anyway. on from that. Today, Today. i watching my garden. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> no. That sort of way, but it's probably like a three bed house, but it looks like they have too many people in that three bed house to be living together. Anyway, this is on <laughs> that's the thesis. Yeah. Um but yes, today, as mentioned previously, we will be talking about
0: pets and animals. And who are animals. unaffected by corona. Who are affected or no. aren't affected <laughs> Unaffected Animals unaffected. Aren't affected by corona, thank god.
1: So, Beth, yes, give us a little lowdown on your pet family history.
0: My pet situation well, I'm notoriously well, my mum is notoriously very bad at looking after animals, so we've, had, yeah, we've got we've, <laughs> she's, good, she's pretty bad at looking after children as well. Um, we <laughs> so we've what got we
1: on about oh my god, what episode was it where you talked about the exploding guinea
0: pig? It was our um what we tell our younger selves episode. Yes. So, so go, like, go listen to that. Guinea pig story. Yeah, please. Um so yeah, basically when I was younger we had like fish and then we had like a long string of guinea pigs and hamsters. And then my dad got a great dane called Smokey and I loved him to pieces. Oh, I didn't it's know so that. Cute. And when um and then he went to a farm, but it was an actual farm, I think no it wasn't he was it, definitely no food. it was a, it was no <laughs> it was definitely a farm it was like a um what makes
1: you say that
0: it was a great dane farm because we couldn't have him anymore because he was too big
1: so you've got your cow you have got your dairy farms you have got yeah. your beef farms you have got great dane farms is that what you're trying to tell me and you expect me to believe <laughs> it <laughs> just on j- Living it up with the dairy cows.
0: Yeah, he went to a family had <laughs> lots of spaces to run around, and he, he like he had you lots of. We live in the middle of nowhere, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely went to go die. Okay. Well. <laughs> um. And then my, my we got a, a rescue dog called Fudge. He was lovely. He used to run away loads, and then he growled at me, and we had to get rid of him. Oh I know, babe. it's really really sad. And then we got my dad got a Westie called Lily, who we still have now. She's the love of my life. Yeah, she's I literally am.
1: a goodie bag for Lily, actually. It's full of CJ's old treats. Oh babes, you're such a gem. Treats, but like the ones that are open and will like go stale or whatever
0: you can have. Oh babes. Oh <laughs> thank you so much. I I love- love I love being given um, dead dogs traits, It really—it's what he would have wanted. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and then my mum got Dot, which was a Labradoodle, and then.
1: Good. I found a picture of me and Dot the other day from when we were like fifteen. Oh my
0: god!
1: And I was like, she literally blended into your mum's rug.
0: (laughs) <laughs> not for <to> this, <euphemism. laughs> Jesus. But I was like, oh my god, I miss that pup so much. I miss it. She's still alive, by the way, guys. I just don't see her anymore, which is really sad. Has she, she gone to France with your mum? No idea. By the way, guys, my mum lives in France, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Told everyone. but Who knows what's real and what's not. Exactly. Um, But yeah, and we also... My favourite pet we had, well, we have is a little well he's quite a big ginger cat called orlando and he's the love yeah. of my life but i don't get to see him anymore because he lives with my mum and my sister which is really really sad orlando is just the sweetest gingy he's literally such a g and he used to crawl up on our our like necks and i probably told you this and like wrap around our necks like scarves and like just sleep <gasps> On our little, on our Holy shoulders.
1: Ginger, isn't it? Like male gingers are like
0: really aggressive.
1: He's lovely. He's
0: the least aggressive. He's like chill. He will just vibe with you. What drugs did you give him as a kitten? <laughs> he all loved them. Then we just gave him constant <laughs> love and affection and he loved it. Cat-nip yeah (laughs) and and he he wasn't named after orlando bloom he was named after orlando the marmalade cat from a story children's storybook which was when my stepdad dave was young and he used to read the book and then we named it after that and it was really cute so cute i didn't
1: know that i knew it wasn't after orlando bloom and it was after a book character but i didn't know i had all that link
0: yeah, oh my god, oh my god, linkage So Rachel, do you want to give us the lowdown Throwdown on your pet story, which will be longer we than mine
1: Forever. forever <laughs> um, So I've always, always, always Had pets growing up um, The moment I came home from hospital We had two cats uh, Samson and Elsa And they were just gorgeous But um, once I was born My mum was like thinking about things and Elsa was really old she was blind she was incontinent so Elsa had to be put down because couldn't have that around a newborn baby Mm -hmm. because I was sensitive back then Um, I'm not now (laughs) Uh, and then we had Samson um, and then when we moved down here Samson came with us Um, but we think he um, went for a little walk in the um, Solent yeah so he like went and then when we moved into because we lived in my grandparents house for a while but when we moved into our family home we got um some fish I mm. can't remember the names, but they didn't last very long and then we got two cats Pebbles and Tilly Tilly was like the love of my life I loved her so much I we literally had her from when I was like 18 months old onwards
0: and she had I
1: remember the day she died and i and i went into mourning and i wore my black coat round school and i was like guys you don't get it Tilly's dead <laughs> remember, i have some really like weird memories but i remember one night because she was sleep in my bed no one realized she was pregnant and she gave birth to all these kittens i think prematurely and they were all stillborn and oh. i remember it so vividly and they were just all born on my bed I was like mum that's like I think she's like done a hairball on my bed and she's like that's a dead kitten
0: (laughs) I think she's done it that's a fucking dead cat Jesus
1: (laughs) I know so that happened and I loved Tilly she was oh she was just softiest kindest sweetest thing and I loved her so much um when I was four or five we got Pippa the dog you Mm. remember Pippa I love Pippa She was amazing. She was a lab cross with a um, collie, rescue, and she was just, she was just the kindest. I highly, highly recommend labs to all of my friends because they're just the apps. They they don't need anything. They're just quite happy to sit there and do nothing. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) When I was, when Tilly died, I was about eight or nine. We are going to be here a while. <laughs> when Tiddy died, like a week later, my mum got a cat called Jasmine who is gorgeous. Um she's literally given us given to us for free. I still don't really understand why, a bit of a dodge deal. Um, but she was beautiful and she had three kittens, um, and one stillborn. So she had Max, Sophie and Ruby. About eighteen months later, Ruby and Sophie, because they are both in season, all had kittens. So we had do you know? no, we no, I didn't know it then. Um so we had like twelve kittens or something in the house. It was amazing. And they were literally born like two weeks apart. So like Sophie would like look after Ruby's ones and Ruby would look after Sophie's ones. It was just the absolute sweetest thing. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. but we did end up selling all of them because even though they were gorgeous, we couldn't justify
0: having that many cats. Um, Yeah, and could you if and if you can't find the means to look after that many animals, it's really sad that you like.
1: Yeah, and like we like all the legal stuff. I mean, we we didn't sell them like down a dark alley. We did it all properly. Um, Who did we have after that? Oh, we also had when I was growing up. When I was about eight or nine, we had Bert the guinea pig. Yes. And Henry the rabbit. Yes. (laughs) Henry the rabbit was the weirdest rabbit I've ever met in my life. the family. He loved cats. He fully shadowed Pippa. He loved Pippa. And he ate cat food. Psycho. Absolute weirdo. Then he died of a stroke and we all wondered why. Well he'd been eating like rabbit, like literally
0: cat food that had rabbit in. It's fucking he, cannibal. He, he's a <laughs> Henry the cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal Lecter. What Hannibal Lecter? Jesus. Hannibal
1: Lecter. Um, they were really sweet, and you know, but oh, when I was about six, I had a I had a hamster called Jessica, who I loved, and I remember oh, she, I loved her so much. And then I remember one day when she died. <laughs> one day when she died. The day she died. <laughs> I, like, looked in a little hut. She was like, mum, where's Jessica? And mum's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she's just sleeping. And then we went to school. And this is when mum woke part-time. And she came back and she looked under the thing. And she's like, the hamster's dead. But she took Jessica out and kept the illusion that Jessica was just sleeping for, like, three days on end. Because she didn't know how to break it to me. Oh, the God. Are- <laughs> I know. Also, note
0: how all of my pets had, like, really human names. We yeah. never Je- had a- Never had a fudge. Jessica is such a weird name. We had like my do- My animal names are all like very animal names, like fudge and dot and smoky and like honey the but hamster. From Lily. Apart from <laughs> Lily. But, and and fucking um, what was my Barney? Barney. That's what like the bluey.
1: I don't know if he's still alive.
0: Anyway,
1: <laughs> probably should have made a more coherent list. I'm just going off the top of my head just, um, continue. It's all good Yeah so I think That was it and then When mum Got with her current wife She brought all of her Animals in. so she had Two cats and a dog So she had Arthur the Shih Tzu And she had two main Coon cats Called Willow and Wilf, who were twins And they were so cute um, She also started bringing round Her guinea pigs in the beginning, there was there are now thirty nine, which is an improvement from the eighty that there was before lockdown, because a lot of them have been rehomed.
0: Holy shit!
1: <laughs> so basically, um, my stepmom moved in, and we did all you know the stuff, and then when my granddad died, my mum bought us a puppy called Dexter, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love him so much. He's a shih Tzu as well. And every time he sees me, he runs up to me like Rach. <laughs> I miss you. Um so yeah <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez. So my mum since then has also got two more um, puppies, Lottie the Frenchie Bulldog and Teddy the Chihuahua Crossing the Shih Tzu. They're both today've got Lottie's been on the grid and Teddy. Oh they're just the sweetest um there's also about 30 cats now yes <laughs> 39 guinea pigs two blind rabbits, and my mum also has an, a cat rescue thing in her garden um so she's got three rescue cats um from egypt
0: mm. they're
1: all from the parts of egypt because apparently egypt is really like
0: Come not to. nice. Cats. Yeah, to cats They're lovely country a bit But just not very nice To their cats No
1: Considering that they used to think The cats were the god
0: Yeah a Bit rude honestly Treat him like Treat him like shit
1: Rude So so she's got mitza Who's got three legs Who I think is actually From Cyprus I don't know Aww. And then Nemo Who's from Egypt Who's blind in both eyes um, And he's so funny Because when he's like, look, like Obviously he can't look But when he hears Just like turns his head and he's like <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Chino who's got one eye and she's like the matriarch, I love her she's always in everyone's business she will come out of the specialised cat house and be like ah, what's going on that's literally <laughs> on? you it is, I feel like Chino is the cat version of me <laughs> um, also mum's two baby bunnies are both blind, so they had a birth defect, they were basically born with no eyeballs Oh. Um, and one has got a bit of a twisted spine, so she can't hop very well. So, yeah, that's all I can't remember all the cats' names because I'm an awful person, but she's also got two of those um hairless cats. Oh, Saris. yes, yeah, got a boy and a girl. The boy's called Noah, and the girl's called Esme.
0: Oh, there's the funniest video, like uh, little things. I'm going to mention TikTok again But there is the funniest videos Of this little um, hairless cat And it's so cute I can't even remember the name of it But it's so funny If I find it I'll put it on our Instagram Which is at podcast. It's so hilarious
1: Yes No you definitely should Um, So And also uh, Because I don't live with my mum I moved out of my mum's Nearly three years ago now Jeez uh, And Two and a half years ago I got um CJ it was originally my auntie's dog. We're going to do a whole little bit about CJ um, because he passed away about three weeks ago. Yeah,
0: and he was an important host of the podcast and he was an important part he of... He was a... I mean, there's no denying it. He was. The only reason people listened to it was, was for CJ and now we're just a bit screwed.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Let me. I know that they can't see it on the pod, but let me show you what turned up today. So I ordered a photo frame and the photo Obviously, I'm not just going to have a bare photo frame... <laughs> Look! Oh! Forever love, ever forgotten and then it says CJ 10th of November 2006 to the 19th of April 2020
0: We are definitely putting that on our stories or our Instagram so that you guys can see it because it's lovely It's so wonderful
1: Courage That photo you drew that's why I wanted that one It's
0: so cute So
1: cute! So thank you for drawing that again. Um, <laughs> yeah. So thanks for listening to like my book.
0: <laughs> Jesus, Fuck. I think what we should do is, if we get time, we should do the family trees of our pets um to put on our Instagram.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my! I keep burping. Why Jesus. Because Oh, of- <laughs> energy drink in my. So how has pets you know shaped you? How do you think it's benefits is you and your life and how you are
0: and who you are and blah 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 I mean being a kid of a like broken family like a divorced family I think it is it was so weird having pets because it would often be like I don't know it would often be like a oh we're gonna get a pet and then you'd want to live at that person's house well then want to live at the totally house yeah, you want yeah because they'd have yeah. a pet and it was like oh my god and that was like a big thing like I feel like pets have always been a massive part of my life mainly like obviously family dogs but like guinea pigs and hamsters I've gone through my fair share of guinea pigs and hamsters and they all died yeah. really quickly which is really sad um but yeah oh, I've always <laughs> not my fault not my fault um <laughs> but they I think they kind of teach you how to care for like things and teach you responsibility and all of that kind of stuff which is definitely something that I needed and I think also because I didn't have <laughs> let's talk about my trauma again on the podcast um <laughs> <laughs> one we're like
1: talk about what it actually instead of just calling it my trauma
0: <laughs> one day maybe um in my childhood i had a pretty turbulent uh time and i when i had pets it was always nice to have them there because i could keep like have them there's actually it's not a funny story but it's it's <laughs> like a semi funny story
1: where we go with this he's gonna die in this one <laughs>
0: I actually accidentally left the bath running for really long and I flooded the bathroom and the downstairs by accident. And I was like, oh my God. And then my mum got so angry at me um, and she basically sent me out in the garden with the dog to sit with the dog because apparently I had ruined the dog's home. So I had to go sit in the dog's home because I was no better. (laughs) (laughs) But having...
1: any tactics, right there.
0: I know it, it's probably not a great way to discipline your children, to be honest. Especially when it was a fucking accident. But yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> um, and I just, I just kind of sat with the dog, and it was really nice to have like someone else there experiencing it with me, which was, and they're always yeah. just a comfort on animals. They're always just really then, sweet. You no,
1: know, they're a sol- solid figure. Like I, you know, my family, my parents did break up till I was fourteen. Um, and by that point we had Pippa and the cats and stuff like that. So it was nice to always know that Pippa would always be there, Mm -hmm. even if my parents weren't. And when Pippa died, I think it was the first time my dad had come into the house since the split. Um, and he felt really emotional and because she'd had a stroke in the night or something, she, she couldn't move. Mum and my stepmum had to like carry her into the car. And as you know, she was a big dog. Um, so, yeah, no, it was just really nice having that figure there. And it, it's really weird. As soon as she'd gone, even though she wasn't, I don't want to sound really horrible, but she wasn't, like, the dog love of my life. I really feel like CJ was. Mm. Um, and I feel really awful for saying that, because, of course, I love Pippa. Of course I did. But I didn't have the bond with her that I had with CJ. But as soon as she left, it was still, like, oh, my God. Because we'd had her for like... 10 years yeah yeah and it was just like you you never think they're gonna go I
0: know that's the saddest thing when they go. like that's the difficult thing about pets because I love them and I love having pets and I love having animals but I really have very difficult times with like death and dying and I hate it when anything dies like whether it's like a hamster or like a tiny fish or a dog or a horse or whatever i will sob if it dies i can't deal with it like i saw this is gonna be completely off track but i saw (laughs) a fox today and it wasn't even like a pet fox it wasn't my fox but it was just a baby fox and it was dead on the road and someone had moved it onto the pavement and i started like tearing up because i was so sad they died but like whenever
1: we see Roadkill on the motor, I'm like, oh, look at the badger. <laughs>
0: Literally. And my dad's like, it's a fucking, it's a fucking animal. And I'm like, look at this, just it, it's so huge
1: He's I don't know. I just, I feel like you hold so much emotional attachment. Like I felt like to the cats, especially, I don't know why I never told Pippa, but I would always tell the cats, like what I was feeling. Yeah. Um, and I used to say to CJ, you know, it's us two against the world together. Because so, Even that nearly made me cry Because oh. I just, I really felt like we'd both come From such awful, awful places And we were now building each other up um, So they, even if, you know, they don't Understand it, they still hold a lot of that Emotional support For you, I really feel like During a lot of tough times, CJ was my only Emotional support system
0: And they, they are there for you, they do feel Like the same things that you feel like I don't I think animals can sense it, any animals can sense how you're feeling and what you're feeling and they, yeah. they want to comfort you and that's why we're not worthy of dogs because they are the cutest, most wonderful creatures in the world.
1: You know what's really odd? So mum's dog Lottie, so I knew CJ was going to die the day he died or if not the day after. Mm. Um, so I took him to my mum so that everyone could say their goodbyes and I was meant to go to a Sunday dinner anyway but I didn't want to be apart from him so I took him along. And Lottie went up to him, and her ears went back, and she started crying. And mum was like, she knows. Oh. She knows she's dying. I was like, mum, she's not a fault.
0: <laughs> she and knows. I
1: started crying, and then the dog was crying, and CJ was just there, like...
0: Vibing. Right, <laughs> Peace.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's really, really odd. And I feel like,
0: yeah, I just... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying now. Losing a pet is it is awful, and it is a, it is a form of emotional grief and emotional trauma. And you do go yeah. through the stages of grief that you would go through with a person. And even though it's not the same as a person or a human being, it is a similar experience because they are so lifelike, and they are they are characters, and they are so yeah. humanistic that it can become they they become. A part of your life like I always say that Celia was your baby You were a dog mum You will always be a dog mum Celia was literally a child yeah. <laughs> he,
1: he really was And I really I, I You know I took on all the responsibility For him As soon as I got him I took on All the financial responsibility You know Everything to his health If I couldn't If I couldn't Find like a home remedy For it, sounds, I sound like such a hippie <laughs> Home remedies So that I wouldn't Have to him to the vets I would take him to the vets And I looked after him and he was my world and I honestly thought that I when he did go I honestly thought I would never be able to survive without him because he's such a big support system for me Mm -hmm. but here I am. (laughs) Here you are surviving
0: (laughs) (laughs) and you you have all of the support from like me and your friends and stuff But it's still, yeah. it's not the same as having CJ back and I think that's why Dogs are used as like therapy dogs and emotional Support dogs because they're so good at it And that's why animals are so amazing And vital to life and pets are so Amazing and vital to life and we should be saving Them and looking after them instead of fucking Killing yeah. them and being dicks Yeah, exactly and The amount of times I've
1: asked for a therapy Dog and all I do is work in these news agents I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> I, Budget will stretch to Hello Birdie. There's a cute, really cute baby bird on my roof. Oh. Um, my work budget will allow me to have a therapy dog, but I am desperate. Every time a dog comes into work, so they're not really allowed, but I'm telling you this in secret. Um hmm. I'm always like, There's a dog and I just like embrace it and I'm like, oh, there's a bird baby in the shop.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm really because i I can't have a pet at university and my dad doesn't want me to get an emotional support dog because he doesn't think i need it i need it i'll have your emotional support dog that's babe um and i was like even if it's just a case of like i i feel like i do i feel like an emotional support dog would be really helpful and or even just an emotional support animal like you can get so many different animals are emotional support animals and the, the guide dogs and like all of those stuff are insane, the amount of stuff that they do and the amount yeah. of I would, help that they have. If um, for any reason like, I couldn't have children or after
1: I have children or whatever, I would love to um, be one of those people that help to train guide dogs or guide yeah. puppies. So like, you'd have them for however long it takes to train them and then you'd send them off to their forever family. I would love to, it would be heart-wrenching to give them away don't get me wrong but imagine like being able to do that for a family and for a dog but the reason why i say i wouldn't be able to do it now one because i really want a family and you know i I have loads of other things going on. i want to socialize and like go out with you guys and stuff like that but i just you need so much time dedicated to that one dog like just entire especially as they're labradors i mean Labrador puppies are so needy full stop let alone if they're Training to be guide dogs. Um, but I think it would just be such an amazing thing to do. I mean, one of my cousins, who's quite a bit younger than me, he's only nine, um, he was born, he had a lot of birth defects. He was born with global delay and autism and a very mild form of um, cerebral palsy. Um, because it was a mild form of cerebral palsy, he wasn't entitled to a guide dog as such, but they still got a puppy just to give him something to like focus on I suppose mm. and so that he's got because a lot of the things that we say to him is so like gentle hands gentle hands because he can be really heavy-handed so obviously having the dog there and having him from puppy I can't remember what dog's called actually but it just taught him to be more gentle and calmer and more patient and the things that
0: he really struggled with
1: yeah so they can help in like a thousand different ways I mean they're not just a pet
0: yeah, and in courts and stuff, when they have a particularly like emotional testimony, or somebody has to, someone like a survivor or a victim of like a crime or a said situation, and they have to testify against their um, attacker, and they can use dogs as like calming dogs. They have a little puppy, and it's, it's a lot for um, rape I'm, victims. For like, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm taking my- it with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's for often for rape victims or victims of abuse and they have to when they have to testify against their abuser and i think it's beautiful because it's so cute and then it's, it's it's also helping someone through one of the most difficult things of their life
1: yeah and i really when we got Pippa, i really wish that my mum um my dad's very like lovable anyway <laughs> but i wish my mum was in a <laughs> it sounds so horrible but i wish my mum was in a lovable place i feel like the only she only really started telling us that she loved us and stuff like that when her parents died and stuff like that so when she got dexter it was very much like she loved dexter dexter was her baby you know dexter like posse trained not posse trained but like puppy trained in her room and um slept in her room and they did absolutely everything together we she never really had that bond with pippa and i feel like if she'd had more of that sort of bond with Pippa than I would have had that bond with Pippa. I mean, I loved her, like I said earlier. I absolutely adored her, but the way it was with CJ versus Pippa is just so different. Yeah. Um, And it's just, I don't know, I wish when I was growing up, I was taught that Pippa wasn't just a pet. She is like your best friend. She is, you know, she's your like support line. She's absolutely everything to you. So don't, you know, I remember seeing a quote... I don't remember where I saw it, but it was years ago. I saw a quote saying um, something about whatever you do in a dog's life, it's their whole life, even if it's just a snippet of your life.
0: Yeah.
1: You know the sort of thing I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah, I just really, I felt so guilty that I hadn't, you know, we weren't playing with her constantly. We weren't taking her, like, we took her on holiday, but we didn't take her on, like, loads of adventures and stuff like that. And I felt so guilty for it
0: yeah but i think that's the thing with animals you can people tend to use animals for their own gratification instead of genuinely wanting to look after them and wanting to give them a good life and as much as i think we should use we like we can't it's okay to have pets and it's okay to have animals it's only okay if you are willing to devote so much time and love and support and um, patience to that animal, and actually do your best to give them a good life because it's not, it's not, it's not just a gift. It's not a toy. It's not.
1: Um, Dogs aren't
0: um, Christmas set for life. Exactly, and it's like whatever pet you get, you have to be prepared to realize that that pet is basically as sensitive as like a child in different ways, obviously. Yeah. But it's yeah, it is the same as it's the same kind of thing as taking on a, a small child and like looking after a tiny yeah. child.
1: Yeah, um, one hundred percent agree. And I really, as obsessing as it is, I'm looking into it a lot more now that I have the freedom that CJ. Has be, um, I am looking a lot more into animal rescue and not just like adopting animals myself, but also. Um, So I don't know if you knew this In Romania You know how I said earlier That Egypt is really horrible to cats Yeah isn't Romania really horrible to dogs Yeah Romania is awful to dogs So you can get involved in donating money And ensuring that even if you can't adopt The puppy or the dog They can be brought over here And be looked after Um, And where did I go There Um Um you know that they're brought over here and they're kept safe and well and fed and watered and everything because you, you know that doesn't really happen over there which is just absolutely mm. awful yeah um, but it, it's it's their culture and what. so I'm going to Thailand hopefully in the summer and one mm. of the things that my mum said to me was right if you see a dog don't touch it and I was like but it's dog i mean i'm just gonna bring it home she's like no rage you can't touch it and the friend that i'm going with she went to fiji last year and she said the exact same she said when i saw dogs out of fiji we weren't allowed like, to touch them because they were like mongrels they were um you know they weren't looked after they were sort of like village dogs and like yeah. people beat up you never know if they could be violent
0: to you and i was like but it's a dog <laughs> you're gonna get your fucking hand bitten off if you can if you like uh
1: I went for my um like vaccination appointment at Boots, and she's like, oh, "You don't really need rabies unless you think you're going to like touch a dog." And I was like, "I need my rabies.
0: <laughs> yeah, give it to me anyway. I would just just in case." Yeah.
1: I mean, just you know, throw that hundred pounds away because we all know I'm going to touch a mongrel. <laughs> so, when you're older, I.e., once you've left university and stuff, um, do you think you will
0: continue to have pets or? I think so. I think I'll continue to have pets until I'm like old and grey and dying. I think I'm going to be a crazy dog lady, and yes. I'm so. Okay. If you could have like a dream pet, like any pet you want, obviously dogs are a given, but like any pet you want, <laughs> what, what pet would you get?
1: Um, oh. I really want a challenge, so I am maybe on the lowdown looking at a rescue yes. um or oh, maybe on the uh, sort of waiting list for post lockdown rescuing oh my god I know I think this is the first time I told you isn't it
0: yeah oh my god
1: <laughs> oh my god what an exclusive um I'll tell you more about her in a minute if you want um but I really want a challenge I really want so, one of my regular dogs that comes into the shops with one of my regular customers is a six-month-old Husky. And I'm in love with her. But I know that Huskies, German Shepherds, Rottweilers are such hard work. But I love the living death out of this dog. And she's not even mine. Oh, my uh, I'm God. Just... name is um, Luna. Oh. to call her Luke, because she is. She just the best dog, and I love so I'd love a challenge like that of having like a really, really big dog because CJ is only a King Charles spaniel, so he was like medium sized. Um, but I think I'd have to do that like within the next 10 years because I'm not getting any stronger.
0: <laughs> what would your dream pet be? I'm not gonna lie to you, I've always really wanted a tortoise. <gasps> oh my god,
1: yeah, because they're so like not needy.
0: Yeah, I feel like I at least. Yeah, I feel like I am a tortoise. Like, if you were a pet, what pet would you be? Because I think I'd be a tortoise.
1: I'd be a Labrador. Yeah. People day, day, I eat when I'm awake. That's about it. I run like once a month. <laughs>
0: <Mood>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think tortoises are really cute, and they and the, the video of that little tortoise where he's rubbing his bum on the toothbrush and he's like, <laughs> yeah. And, I would really like that. I've never had would be
1: ducks ducks oh my god oh my god yeah do you remember when we had chicks i think I, I do you know? so when my mum worked at the nursery um the nursery did like around easter time they did the whole project of like eggs to chicks do you remember yeah Time like, four years ago maybe jesus um and out of like the six eggs we had, one hatched and we called her Bobby because I don't know why. <laughs> really sweet and there is a photo of me and Bobby somewhere. Um and I don't really know what happened to Bobby after that, but we presumed all the others like hadn't like survived because
0: they just didn't hatch. Aww. So
1: but I would love to have that It's a yeah. challenge. challenge. I love learning. Yeah,
0: you know, I'd I'd really like a horse as well, because I think horses are just sick. Would you ever ride a horse? I've ridden a horse before. What was it like? I've never ridden a horse. It was really nice. I used to do horse riding when I was little and then Oh really? Yeah, I loved it. And then I worked on a farm for a bit and um I remember you working on the farm. I loved it. It was adorable. We got donkeys. Oh my god, no, I want a pet donkey. That's it. No, sorry, I want a pet donkey.
1: <laughs> we could reenact the nativity.
0: Honestly, we could. I'd be I'd be Jesus. You'd be Jesus. I'd be Jesus. <laughs> <He'll walk. laughs> um, but yeah i want a pet donkey scrap tortoises i want a donkey
1: do you remember when i said i wanted chickens
0: yeah. i chickens. went through the
1: phase where i was like i need a chicken in my life and i was gonna have three and i was gonna have them like old hollywood themed so i was gonna have marilyn frank and ginger and I just really want some chickens. You
0: um I'm so glad you got out of that phase pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: because know, I, I, I would still you know, when I was younger, you so say my dream was to live on a farm, so I loved animals so much.
0: Aww. So I could I could still but You might as well do it, live your life.
1: Yes. So shall I go into CJ's story a bit more? Yes.
0: yes. I'll let you talk for most of this because I think it'll be good for you to just Tell it, because I don't really have anything to So, I did speak about this on stories, but nobody watched it. I don't really blame
1: them. Um, it's a bit of a sad rant, to be honest. So, CJ was originally my auntie's dog. My auntie got him, like, beginning of 2007, about a year after my granddad had died. Um, he was bought, basically, in the same way Dexter was bought to cheer my cousins up after my granddad had died. Um, And he was my granddad. Um, So my auntie had him for like three years and then she fell pregnant with my youngest cousin. And because CJ was so needy, she was like, I don't know how he's going to react to the baby. You know, it's just not like the best idea. So she gave CJ to a friend. About four years later, she gets a call from RSPCA. No. Uh, Battersea Dogs Home, but the winter Branch, saying that CJ had been found wandering Reading. And the way they said it was, We've put your dog here. And at the time, she already had a staffie called Alfie. He was just amazing. She's like, But my dog sat at my feet. She was so <laughs> confused. Um, so they went, No, 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 it's a King Charles Spaniel. And she went, CJ? <laughs> like that. So she went and got him didn't really want him sort of had to take him so long story short he'd basically been found wandering the streets of Reading for god knows how long before they found him Um, it could have been the whole time it could have been like a week we literally have no idea Um, so she took him back sort of unwillingly didn't really like him Um, sort of saw him as a nuisance and then in November 2017, I took him, um, and I i don't want to be really disrespectful to my auntie, but I showed him love, oh. um, uh, and I, I loved every single, like, inch of him, like, he just, he was mine, I really, even though I only had him for the last two and a half years of his life, I really feel like in that two and a half years, we were just inseparable and you know the bond we had was amazing Mm. it was just amazing I never thought I could bond like that because I knew that mum had bonded with Dexter Lottie and Teddy in that way but she'd had them from puppyhood Mm. whereas I was getting CJ when he was like 11 Mm. yeah when he was like 11 so I was like I was not gonna have that bond with me he's not gonna like trust me because of everything that's happened in the past I made so much progress with c j and that's the thing that I want to speak about most because he went from hating everyone <laughs> literally barked at everyone he was he wouldn't like attack viciously, but he would go for people um He got me my first criminal record <laughs> uh, he He was shy, he was timid, he was nervous, he was anxious he was all of those things all in one by the time he died. He was forming attachments with other dogs, forming attachments with other humans. Obviously, I was strong in this attachment, but he would, like, he would go to my mum's house and, considering he never met, like, my stepmom or my stepbrother before, he would just run up to them and, like, give them, like, a cuddle. Mm. And you would never imagine that for three years earlier. No. Um, you know, he had a lot of, like, minor health issues before he died. So, like, he had this rash on his chest. I managed to fix that, you know, with a home, rec- a home remedy that I was talking about earlier. Um, you know, I really did everything I could to give him the most, um, like the biggest quality of life that I could.
0: Yeah.
1: But a lot of, I know it's not about money, but I did put a lot of money towards him. I did put a lot of love into him. So last October, he started to swell up around his tummy area. And I was trying to be like, no, it's fine, it's fine. He's probably just bloated. He's probably just, you know, got trapped wind, something like that. But it would not go down and I'd feel it and it would feel like a pregnant stomach. Mm -hmm. You know how I said earlier that that the cats have been pregnant? It literally felt like that. It literally felt like a pregnant stomach. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I phoned the vets and I was like, what's this dog? Um, He's swelling at the abdomen. I'm not that worried. And they were like, can you get him here, like, now? And I was like, well, the next time we free, is Monday. And they're like, no, we need to see him now. And I was like... Shit. Um, so I took him to the vets. basically told me he had stage two of heart failure, but it could be medicated. And I was like, oh, thank God, because I really thought we'd have to put him down, like, mm-hmm. there and then. Oh. I was like, oh, that's great. And they were like, are you a psychopath? I've just told you that your dog's got heart failure. And you were like, oh, excellent. <laughs> um... So that was all fine. Sorted him out on his medication for any like big dog fanatics out that he was on Cardashore for his heart failure, and he was on for his mind to maintain the water. Because basically, the swelling around the abdomen was water retention due to the heart failure. Mm. Um, in December time, he had a blood test. Literally, I think Christmas Eve. Eve, he had a blood test. Um, and that was all fine because they didn't know if his water tablets would affect his kidneys. In January, he had an ultrasound on his heart to see like what the issue was, like mm. if there was anything further we could do. And basically his left valve of his heart was floppy. So when it was being pushed up, it would relax and then it would go back down. The blood would go back down again. This is a lot of medical information. Mm. Um, and they were like... Basically, you're doing all you can, it's just a matter of time. And they said we give him up to like a year to 18 months. And I was like, cool, that's fine, do what I'm doing. Um, was it when did we go for our last dog walk before lockdown? Was it March?
0: I can't actually remember. I remember it but, happening, but I don't remember.
1: Yeah, it was just before lockdown, but me and Bess took Lily and CJ for a walk. CJ's been really slow. Yeah. Um, he, he actually like didn't do a wee the whole time, and I was like, "Oh, it's fine. I'll just make sure he does a wee when we get home." Mm. That night, the swelling started again, and I was upping his water tablets because if it, you know, it would do more good than harm, really, mm. to up them. So I was doing all of that. I was monitoring it. I was phoning the vets, emailing the vets you know I was getting more prescriptions delivered and stuff like that, doing everything I could um, but I think it was two days before he died he couldn't get up the stairs mm. and I went to bed and I was like CJ stay down here because my dad is isolating us at the moment and is sleeping on the sofa so it's like you stay down here with Granddad," as <laughs> <laughs> a cool um, and he's like yeah cool that's fine, obviously he didn't say that but you know, <laughs> but then I can't I was just like reading in bed or something and I could hear like and I, and then like as he fell back and dad was sat there and, he, and I could hear him say, CJ if you can't do it don't do it and I was like oh my god what's going on CJ eventually made it upset but he did really struggle on the Saturday he wasn't eating, wasn't drinking, wasn't really doing anything um, and it was really hard. I was literally feeding him anything I could. So I fed him breadsticks and a coconut because it's the only thing he would take. And I was like, right, as long as you've got your energy levels up, I don't care. Um, oh. And we actually got a pizza that night and he didn't beg for the pizza. And that's what like, the least CJ thing to do. It is. Because apparently, if your dog has been homeless in the past, they will always beg. It's yeah. just a thing. Up and they never unlearn so that happened and then on the Sunday as I said I went to my mum's um, and CJ just like slept the whole day we took all the other dogs for a walk and he just showed no interest whatsoever my stepmom stayed and monitored him and she's like he just had some water but other than that he hasn't moved and I know it was the end it was it was really I would kind of accepted it I keep burping
0: very emotional. It's emotional vibes.
1: Very emotional. And I knew it was coming towards the end. I knew that I'd done everything I could possible, like home remedies, vet help, everything I could do, I had done. Um, so I felt like a peace of mind at that, but I was still like, he's still really struggling. And it hurt me to see him struggling more than it hurt me to see him dead. Yeah. See, um, and I said to mum, well if he doesn't go naturally, which is what I would have preferred um, Then I'll put him down in the morning, on Monday morning before work um, Luckily, luckily and luckily um, About 11 o'clock that night CJ did go in his sleep Very naturally, mm. very peacefully There was no struggle Um, but I do kind of kick myself. So I went to bed at literally like half 10 and then he died like 20 minutes later. And I was like, I could have been there. Um, so dad came up and he told me, you know, CJ's gone. I was like, okay, just, you know, cover him with a blanket. If you don't want to sleep in the same room as him, just move him. And he's like, no, it's fine. Um, and I said, okay, well, you know, we'll just sort it out in the morning. So I went to bed that night and I was really upset, obviously. Um, and then I came down in the morning and I pulled the blanket back and it was just like, it was really weird because he just looked, he looked like CJ but he didn't. Yeah, he wasn't there really. No, but he, like, I was looking at his stomach because where his breathing had always been a bit funny from his heart failure, it would sometimes be like, yeah. you know, remittent. So, so I was like, I going to breathe any second now. I was going to breathe any second now. And I was, like, convincing myself I could see him twitch or, like, a muscle twitch or something, but I couldn't. And then I touched him and he was cold. And I was like, oh, my God. And, like, obviously, I'm sure you noticed know with Lily. As soon as you touch, even if you don't stroke him, just, like, touch her paw or something, she will, like, move. Yeah, she's like, and get fuck, fuck off me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> he didn't even do that. And I was like, oh, my God, he's gone. But that was the moment I realised... And then, I've always had this weird thing. So when my actual granddad died, when I was like five, I remember asking my mum,
0: did granddad die with his eyes open? <laughs> I don't know why. That I'm is really... always a thing, though. When I was like, if, when someone dies, do they die with their eyes open? I don't know why a
1: five-year-old would have asked that, but I was just so cute, A bit creepy. A bit creepy. So I thought, again, I was like, has CJ died with his eyes open? <laughs> This is really weird. So I so I like knelt in front of him, and his head was like, like, like his paws were on his chin, and his head was like pointing down. So I like knelt in front of him, and I looked, and his eyes were like semi-open. But warning here, this is a bit graphic. His tongue was blue, and that is an image that is going to stick with me forever. And immediately, I felt like. Okay, I'm going to go back to the soft, lovely part of him. Yeah. The blue tongue has, like, freaked me out. Um But it's something that I'll never forget. But then, when, before he died, when we were at months, his tongue was white. Mm. So, it was, like,
0: yeah. Terrifying.
1: It was, I wouldn't say terrifying, because that's still my baby, but yeah, it it was definitely a shock, considering, you know.
0: I would be, yeah. I would I think the fear for me would come from That is my baby, oh my god Like, what's yeah. happening to my Like, being little puppy
1: I mean, I, obviously mum knew that he died Um, and because mum has so many animals She's quite good at being practical about these things mm. So, dad Dad got up at like half seven Went to the shop I work in To buy some cigarettes Told everyone, cried in the middle of the shop I work in Um <laughs> oh. It was, yeah, and it was really sad, and perhaps had already texted mum saying, look, when you have a chance, would you mind coming over and helping me carry CJ? Um, I'm really weak anyway, but I don't think I could have carried him. I don't think I could have done that. Mm. Um, and mum managed to, like, because his paws were, like, on the, like, front bar of where the lock is, on his crate. Yeah. So she managed to move him. And once she moved him, it was more like CJ, because he was he would always sleep a bit like a sausage <laughs> You know <laughs> Yeah um, So it felt more like CJ then But we still had the blanket over him um, For discretion more than anything um, And then we took him to the vets um, And it was And we dropped him off And it was really like And they said oh do you want any of the like blankets back or anything And I was like well if they're completely soiled Then no <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, when somebody dies, all the muscles relax and everything comes out. Yeah. And, I, and they just left one of the blankets in there, but they took one of the cushions to be cremated with him because it was his favourite cushion. And I still haven't opened his crate. I just... I know it's the way he left it, because obviously the vets had to get him out of the crate and the vets had to rearrange and put stuff back in and take stuff out and blah, blah, blah. But I just can't. Open it. And just
0: yeah, it takes time to get to that place, and yeah, I think personally, you are really. <sighs> I think CJ was so important to you, and you're really coming on very quickly with your grieving, considering how like much he meant to you. And that's not like a oh, you're doing really well, but like I mean, like you have come really far, kind of thing. And I'm very proud <laughs> yeah. of you. And you've just got to take things. As they come, because you can't expect yourself to be okay all at once. And this goes out to people listening who have lost animals or have lost like family or whatever. It's always a case of take your time and do things at your pace. Because CJ, he was such a like he was such a G, and I obviously don't have as much to say about him as you do, and I don't have like I don't know his full story like you do, but I know. Him and I know that he was a genuine Kind soul and he was Wonderful He he was really like he was.
1: Very very Vague memories of him as a puppy When I'm like five or six years old And he was just the like sweetest Oh my god I can see it now like Him and Pippa like jumping around Together and now they're both in like doggy Heaven together and it's just It's
0: so sweet
1: It is so sweet and I just I I had to go into work like an hour after dropping him off ready for his cremation. Mm. Um, and Rose was like, uh, my co-worker was like, Oh my God, you're doing so well. I mean, you're being so strong considering I was messaging my supervisor the night before. And I was like, you know, if I can't come into work tomorrow, this is like my pre warnings. I'm dropping him off um, to be cremated. And it's that as so really struggling and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, look, just do what you can. And then I came in the next day, and I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. I was obviously not myself. Mm. But said like things so well. And I was like, I need to see the inside. And I feel like a lot of people think that now. Like, just because I don't talk about him all the time, or just because I'm not crying, it doesn't mean he's not always on my mind. I mean, yeah. I miss him. I miss him so much. Like, he was my best friend, and I just... He we connected in so many ways that you wouldn't ever think that a human could
0: connect with a dog yeah and, and, it, I, and the, no matter how well you're functioning with your grief it doesn't lessen the impact and the depth of your grief you can still be yeah. tr- like really grieving and a lot of pain and function very well as a mm. normal human being and be able to do the things that you could do before yeah. It doesn't like whatever you, grief is a really funny thing, um, and it's really difficult and it changes for everybody and it's different. Well, it could be yeah. different for one person when they lose their dog and then when they lose their cat. Like it could be completely different when somebody loses yeah. their parents and it could be different when somebody loses parents. Maybe maybe it's because I've just experienced losing
1: CJ and I lost my grandparents when I was 15 i saw that notification too <laughs> <laughs> um yeah maybe it's just because i lost cj more recently but i really feel like i i i don't that it's all about me i mean he's the one that died but i feel like i suffered more with losing cj because he lived with me he i he was dependent on me and i was dependent on him and mm. I think it's something that I've really felt at the moment is so that I just feel like I have no purpose anymore because yeah. my purpose was to be CJ's mum and to yeah. be CJ's character. Now I don't have a CJ. I don't have a fur baby to look after. Um, and it is, that's something that I'm struggling with because I always thought, oh, when I get home, you know, I'll a cuddle with CJ. I can't do that now. But I've never really had, I don't think I've had the opportunity to grieve properly as of yet because I literally, I started working one day and at the moment, I'm working Monday to
0: Friday. So, yeah, it's very difficult it's to find time. <laughs> yeah, you ju- it's very difficult to find time for grief. But, like, whether you have the time or not, it's gonna come and it's gonna be there and it's gonna fuck you up. And, like, all you you all you need to know is that you have a support system. And I know CJ was a massive part of your support system, but you've got your gals, you've got your family, I know, you've got your work buddies, and you will be okay and you're gonna get through it. Thank you. And I CJ really... is watching you from doggy heaven. He's like, hello, beach? Yeah,
1: he is. I just, oh, I just, one thing I wish I'd done, and I know you shouldn't regret and look back and blah, blah, blah. One thing I wish I'd done was get a lock of his fur. Oh, yeah. Because he was the softest boy. I take pride in how soft he was. He I was so soft. It, conditioned him, and I went like the full hog when I, whenever I bathed him.
0: Um, and he just had the softest most beautiful fur yeah and, was, yeah. and on that as well like the it's a, he was a credit to you and the amount of love and affection and and just the amount of effort you put into him And the, like when when you get a dog it is very easy to just be like oh i'm not gonna like try and rehabilitate it especially if it's a rescue dog and the credit goes to you and you should be incredibly proud of everything you did for CJ and I'm sure CJ if he could speak he'd be like very grateful for everything you did for him because you you didn't just look after him you gave him a life and you gave him a purpose and you gave him you gave him a home and that's what he needed yeah. It wasn't just a house, it was a home And he definitely needed that, especially after hearing all that he went through Like,
1: Yeah Yeah, no, definitely And I feel like he really made this a home For me, as opposed to a house And now it feels like it's reverted And it's back to a house again And I feel a bit like Maybe. But it just, you know like, No words will ever Fully account for How much he meant to me and how much he taught me. I mean, that's the thing I'm most grateful for. You know, I kind of always knew that he wouldn't be here forever, but the skills and what I've learned from being his mum has taught me so much. And on going on to, like, the more positive future side of it, what I can now pass on to other rescue dogs, because animal yeah. rescue is that I'm really... I really want to start
0: doing more of, you know? I think I do admire you for the... The selflessness and the, and the kindness that you have and you give channels and like I, I don't really have anything I don't know I just can't really put it into words how I'm like yes Rachel you're a legend I feel like I found my
1: calling like I've really struggled Um, you know as you went through GCSEs and A-levels and things like to find like my career path and my calling and because everyone's like I know exactly what I want to be, I want to be a graphic designer I want to be a journalist, I want to be this I want to be that and I was like I don't really know what I want to do. I'm kind of here for the giggles, you know.
0: She and not giggles. Core,
1: but, but now that I've, like, since coming out of the relationship I was in last year, mm. I felt like I was able to dedicate so much more time to CJ and we had so much more bonding time during that time that I now know the power of my care.
0: Yes. You, everybody as a human has an infinite power within them and it's just a case of what you do with that power. And I would just, you know, and also dogs.
1: You know, what was that quote I said earlier about like, you make a dog's life because yeah. their life,
0: your life. Yeah, that it may be whatever. Like, <laughs> a yeah, dog's life may just be a snapshot in your life, but you are their whole life.
1: Yeah. So I love to be able to do that for so many dogs because there are so many dogs that don't have that. Particularly in like Romania and Egypt and other countries like that, where they just don't see them as pets; they see them as mm. dirt, basically. Um, see, so yeah, I'd love to be able to. And my mum's really into animal re- animal rescue as well. Runs so. Run of the family. Runs <laughs> of the family. Family. Um, so I feel like I can really like build my skill set. I don't know if I've told you this, but when I'm older, I always said I'd love to
0: foster children. Yes, you. I think you've actually said it on the podcast before because yeah. we had that um, thing about singledom and how we're gonna do like um, parenting, and we could probably do an yeah. episode of parenting at some point. But yeah,
1: yeah, why not? Because um, we're such you know geniuses. Um, but I, I really would love to foster children, and if for any reason I couldn't um, fostering animals, Would just move my way forward because at least I can't chat back to you. No,
0: true that. <laughs>
1: so I think the message like what we wanted to um share from the episode is one mourning of a pet is normal and it's okay and you're not being over dramatic and it's it's healthy and it's what you need to do to get it out of your system just like grieving for a human
0: And if anyone tells you that you shouldn't be upset about your um, animal dying and you shouldn't be as upset as you are about your animal dying, feed them to the lions. Feed them to the lions. Feed them to the lions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Um, But also, you know pets and animals are way more than just a pet or an animal they can be your whole life and more and they are your whole life and more Mm. who's to say they're not um they're just wonderful and i i really hope that i get to help many more animals in the way i help cj i really want to share cj's story because cj when i first got cj's cj sort of seemed like he came from a place where he couldn't be fixed and i'm not saying fixed him but i definitely helped and remedied him and also um, i
0: think you relate to that like struggle of coming from a place where you feel like you can't be fixed which is probably yeah such a strong bond
1: yeah and i know that people be like oh but pets cost
0: money and stuff like that but what is the cost of love exactly and also mm-hmm. this is just a psa to treat animals better because the animals in our animals aren't evil like i think animals are the only creatures in the world that aren't inherently born with yeah. bad intentions like humans are awful like if you've seen the stuff that humans have done and the things that humans can do we are awful people and animals are the only beacon of hope and light in this fucked up world it is so true so be kind um, to animals stop being to animals please
1: yes please please yes. um and also if you are thinking of getting a puppy there are thousands upon thousands of thousands of rescue puppies and rescue dogs that you can get. Let me... There was a particular site. Let me try and find it. If we... For Romanian puppies.
0: Yeah, and we will also put on our Instagram some links to animal rescue sites. If you're thinking of getting yep. um, a rescue... It's animal. called Romanian Rescue Appeal. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, but other um, rescues that I would love, love, love to mention are RSPCA, which is where we got Pili and Pebbles from. Um, Batsy Dogs and Cats Home, which is where CJ was saved. You know, they've all touched our lives in some way. Be very incredibly so careful when you um, buy a pet from a breeder because you yes. never know how the mother's been bred from, what the father's like. And you never know if it is just the
0: personal gain of the owner of the mother or father. Exactly, and paying, like, it's £400 pounds for a dog is fucked up. Like, dogs are not it's objects. More than, more than that. I think, uh, you know, it's not about money, value. Well, it is. Um, but even Dexter was, like, 500 £600. Pounds. Can you imagine, like, selling a child... Oh wait, they do because we're fucking awful human beings, and people <laughs> sell children for slavery and sex trafficking. Oh, sorry, I, I almost I almost forgot that we lived in a fucked world.
1: But also, the adoption fee is a quarter of a, of the price of a newborn puppy, who you know may have like health. I mean, I don't. I don't buy puppies. I'm just saying, be careful where you get them from. Yeah. Be- particular adoption fee that I'm going for is two hundred fifty pounds. I looked at King Charles Spaniels just as a price guide for this, um, and the cheapest ones I saw were about two thousand pounds. Yeah, Jesus!
0: That's just in our local area. I don't buy from breeders. I just say don't support people that breed dogs because they breed in really awful um, health conditions and deficiencies and disabilities and it's not nice and it's not fair on the dogs and it's not fair on the puppies and it's not fair on anyone don't do it support rescuing and months. thank you very much and research 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 I cannot. Yes. and
1: if you need to save up you need to save up don't just buy it on your credit card as a whim you know this is a puppy dog that needs love care and financial support it's all well a good saying i'll you know treat it with my love I would never have been able to keep CJ live for as long as I did without money. I'm very lucky that I have a regular income. I know not everybody does at the moment. Mm. But if you need to say, do it. Don't just do
0: it on a whim. Exactly. Make sure you're prepared. I mean, do we have anything to say on the points or on the dog front or on the pet front?
1: No, I think we're all done. We and like think,
0: I think our recommendation this week can be the rescue sites that we've said and like... At- and Actually my recommendation Would be the TV show Paula
1: Grady's For the Love of Dogs (gasps) Yes it is. oh, Oh my god it's so good Even if you just watch it because you love Watching puppies and kittens run around And do mad things It is so important To one support charities and two Support Those that Aren't being supported in any other way I feel like by Paul O'Grady, who is such a dog lover anyway, an animal lover, full stop. Um, I feel like by him showing that these dogs have been abused, neglected, been in violent situations, blah, 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 can be rehabilitated and put into a normal family setting again, I feel like it's just... Yeah. It's just so important and I feel... I don't know the exact figures, but I imagine that the figures rescuing from Batsy and other rescues has gone up significantly since we started the series
0: definitely and I think it's also just a really sweet and positive thing to watch especially with everything that's going on at the moment like it would be yeah. nice to just it's a massive attraction and it's just it's absolutely
1: gorgeous and I cannot fault it other than I want to be there um <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think it's shown on ITV so you could probably catch it on iPlayer if not YouTube it you know, you'll find it somewhere, it'll be pretty good in the yeah. hood.
0: In the hood. In the hood.
1: In the hood. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. check it out. Check out all your local charities. You know, do what you can do. Also, something that I really want to like make note of because we talk about charities, only donate if you can, when you can.
0: Yes. That is true. Don't get your like out of pocket simply because you like yeah don't do that don't like (laughs) look after yourself make sure you're like financially stable because your dog will not like it will not be good it's not going to be a good time if you just throw money at a problem yes okay
1: i think we said everything we wanted to say we have well that's it for the episode i hope you enjoyed this one it's It's so listening if you did yeah, if you've made it this I, far, thank you One, But it's one that I
0: really wanted to talk about sooner rather than later Yeah, and I think it was really important for us to talk about it Because it's this podcast is made simply because we want to talk about things that aren't talked about And gr- dog, animal grief is definitely not talked about And it's a place for us to vent, and if you don't like it, fuck off
1: um, <laughs> Go away, don't say anything
0: horrible Just like, if you haven't got anything nice to say it at all um I never follow that. I always say shit about people because they're dickheads. Um, um I know
1: that we've spoken a lot about grief in this episode but we will definitely be doing another episode um on human grief. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> that um I don't know what else you'd call it. Um but like general bereavement. Um I don't know when we're going to do it but it will happen. It- wasn't enough to tipple your bereavement pickle then we will be getting on that
0: bereavement pickle fucking hell (laughs) that's what we're calling this episode (laughs) bereavement pickle (laughs) in remembrance of cj (laughs) yes
1: bereavement pickle It actually because they're in like salt water or something aren't they and i never wanted to be salty yeah well anyway Anyway,
0: have a lovely week and we will see you in the next episode yes probably on wednesday the next
1: bonus episode fingers crossed we're really out of sync um yay (laughs) have a lovely week guys we'll see you later bye Because I, mean, I couldn't find, um, so I thought I had a really funky pair of glasses to do the Elton John thing. But I couldn't find them, so instead I'm just going to paint my old ones. <laughs> Tonight I'm going to do them rain by
0: leopard print. I don't trust that because what if you lose your current ones and then you need your old ones?
1: Well, they're the wrong prescription, and I have still got the pair of Archie Bodden White. So, worst comes to worst, I can wear these. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> broken, <laughs> and I have the other thing here, the other arm, and the lens, I'll be like...
0: Oh. That would work, I feel like we could do that.
1: So yeah, so and there's the wrong prescription
0: anyway, so I wouldn't...
1: I could wear them but like they just hurt even more than not wearing glasses.
0: Sexy, I've been recording anyway. this all time so that story is going in at the end.
1: <laughs> I can not really be recording. Oh, now I can see the record. Oh, great. Hi. (laughs)